Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I have two amazing people here today, Shelly and John. Welcome back to the show. Together, combined forces today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, glad to have you on. And uh, John, you were just on recently, so people probably remember your episode. Shelly, you were on, like, you're one of the OGs of Preacher Boys. You're, like, way, way early. And I feel bad because... You know, it's good because it stuck with me so much. I feel like it was recent, but I feel really bad that it was like the last time we hopped on was like three years ago. So welcome back. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all older and wiser since the last time that we talked. <laughs> and John, in our conversation recently, we talked a lot about like the power of stories. And um, as a creative myself, uh, I resonated a lot with that part of the conversation. And I wanted to kind of just, as we're all sitting here, kind of talk about what sharing your story means for you. Cause it's one thing to sit down by yourself and journal or work through a book, you know, or do something that's helpful, but what's the difference of doing that versus sharing your story in a public setting? And what has that meant to each of you? And John, if you want to kick that off and then Shelly uh, answer after him. I, I think there's something very safe about uh, obviously doing something where you're just sitting around, you're writing in a notebook and it's just for your eyes only. And I think that is an extremely important part of the process. And it has been for me, at least. Um, in fact, I've had many conversations with people saying, you know, if you really want to change your life, in my opinion, there's nothing more powerful that you can do than to sit and just write consistently in a notebook and be completely honest with yourself about where you are, where you've been, what you want, what you're doing now, how you're behaving or how you're acting, and really like digging down into yourself. I think there's such incredible transformative power in writing in a journal. Um, and once you get through all of that, I think then there's a whole other level to, to be discovered by sharing your story. Um, you know, and I think we talked about this last time, um, you know, uh, partly part of the biggest thing for me in sharing is 
helping other people realize that they're not alone because I thought for for so long I was alone. I was the only one that these things happened to. I was the only one who went through this. And that takes a different level of bravery, I think. Um, and a different level of growing and growing through to reach that point. Um, and so to me, that's, that's the big difference. And being able to take that out into the world and show it to people and say, this is what I did. This was my experience. Here's what I went through. And understanding that you're most likely going to reach someone else who is sitting there having those same same thoughts that you had of I'm alone, this is I'm the only one, um, and being able to expose them to the truth, which is you're never alone. You're never the first person that this has happened to. You're never going to be the last person that this has happened to. And just giving somebody else permission to feel free to tell to tell their own story or to at least come to terms with their own story so they can go and do that work, whether that's behind closed doors or in a public setting. Um, I don't think there's anything greater that we do as artists, as you know, and particularly for me as an actor, um, reaching into those places and and saying, here, let me let me take this burden of emotion, this burden of feeling, and let me put it on display for you so that you don't have to carry that weight by yourself. And I can hopefully, you know, if it's, if, you know, the goal is that I'm hopefully helping walk you through that rocky path so that you don't have to do it by yourself. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I don't know that I can build on the meaningfulness, you know, better than what John has just talked about, but I can share my journey a little bit. And um, when I first came on Preacher Boys, um, it was 2020. And for 10 years in private, I had been using the word cults. And I had talked to my family-ish that, <laughs> that amount of time um, with that word and like my immediate you know, family, my husband and children. But um, it was really seeing you, Eric, and what you had done, um, I think it was 2019, where I launched my third book. And I was like, now I need a new project and I could not get past um, my journals and memoir writing. And yet I was so afraid. I was like, this can't be my next project. I cannot write about this experience. I've not even used the word cult in public and finding preacher boys and hearing the stories and seeing that somebody your age who was, you know, like years behind me in this, situation had the same experience it almost put an urgency to it and made me understand that oh this is why these stories matter is because i can now be brave enough to say yeah me too no i love i love that and i think that's one of the important parts of these stories too is what you just mentioned is there's echoes of things that happen over and over again and unfortunately situations and stories that have been repeated several times over the last decade, several is an understatement. And, you know, that was one of the things that kickstarted Preacher Boys was I saw a story that had happened that year with Sarah Jackson's story. I've talked about it before. And it echoed the story that I had stumbled across several years earlier in high school that got me questioning the denomination. And my thought then was, this is still happening after six, seven years. And then I knew from studying it, it happened decades before that. It's like, at what point do we stop and talk about this? And, you know, newspapers can do so much and, you know, magazines can do so much, 
But at the end of the day, there's not time nor resources for them to tackle these stories the way they need to in a long form way. That has to be survivors. Like that has to be people who experienced it in whatever capacity or are willing to advocate on behalf of survivors in any capacity and do that in various different forms, using their skills, using acting, using writing. You know, if I tried those two things, it probably would not be effective. Um, using <laughs> the easiest form, which is plugging in a microphone and just talking and and figuring it out along the way. And, you know, I think it's important to keep this repetition going. And one of the things that I love is there's a diversity of those voices. And I mentioned acting, I mentioned writing, I mentioned podcasters, I mentioned fill in the blank. There's so many different ways people express themselves. Um, and it kind of leads into what I wanted to talk to you guys about today, which is this story jam that's coming up. And just reading the description, it sounds like an exciting mesh of different voices doing just that. So talk to me a little bit about what is story jam, because there's a brand new word. Everybody here listening is like, what are we talking about? What <laughs> is story jam? And what was kind of the origin story of that? Yeah, so it's really uh, the brainchild of one of the co-founders of I Got Out, uh, Lisa, who just dreamt of a place where people can tell their stories, which you know gave birth to the hashtag. And of course, we've seen cult experts use it. And so many people share their story online with the hashtag I Got Out. But uh, she and I met in person, and she was coming to the St. Louis area, which is where I live. And so we said, let's meet up. And I had recently connected with another podcaster, helping people from evangelical um, church abuse. And so I was like, maybe you guys should meet too. And uh, basically, Tears of Eden was having a conference. And Lisa had this idea to have this live storytelling event. And one of Catherine, the founder of the other organization, suggested, hey, why don't we combine forces and, you know, make this a, a real thing? And so that's really the birthplace of all of that and how it happened. It's going to be a, just a beautiful, fun evening with a cocktail hour where we have some authors coming, people who have written memoirs about their cult experience. Uh, Lisa Cohn will be there who um, wrote about oh, To the Moon and Back about her experience in the Moonies. Um, other people uh, who have been like featured on Kelly Clarkson's show, Shanny Pants, if you follow her, she's going to be there, one of the performers. I'm just really excited about people being able to come and share their stories, but not just them. It's going to be regular people, people like me who don't often have the platform right. to tell a story and say, hey, this was my experience and kind of express themselves artistically in this way. Uh, so we have a whole lineup uh, that you can follow uh, if you follow on Instagram. I got out, you can kind of see they're featuring people uh, on a regular basis that mm. will be involved. I think John was actually on there. So well, John's a Well, John, this was really me. your brainchild. I know you were in this <laughs> from the, the very beginning. This is all, you're the mastermind behind this event. Uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, <laughs> pulling all the strings over here. <laughs> uh, Not I'm, even close. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm curious how many people are going to be uh, at this event, you mentioned there's a variety of people. How many are in this lineup 
how many cocktails will people be going through in this evening? Uh, I mean, I'm sure that the event owners hope a lot of cocktails will be drunk. <laughs> but since there will be alcohol consumed, we also have counselors standing by just because, you know, triggers and cult survivors. Yeah. Um, so everything has been thought through there. The venue is not a large one. It is the improv shop in St. Louis. And there is a capacity of 130 in the main auditorium. So that's how many tickets we have to sell. We are really excited about that. And then the performers themselves, I think we have a lineup of 12. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, yeah, if you're listening right now, I mean, definitely head to the show notes and grab a ticket because they're going to go very quickly. I wish I was in the area because I would definitely be there. And uh, in the future, if you guys do this again, I would definitely love to uh, love to make that a plan to head out that way. Um I, I am curious too. Um, I know this is an event where you have speakers, but you also have sponsorships as well, um, which is a, a really cool opportunity for people to support this who aren't in the area, who are business owners or, you know, even nonprofits, I think that want to get in front of this. This is your ideal kind of target. Um, how can they get involved and what's the best way for them to kind of get associated with the event, even if they're not physically present? Yeah, like nonprofits, therapists, people who are um, a good resource for cult survivors are ideal. We have openings in our program for ads. So you can either contact me directly or you can go to I got out dot. No, no, no. Or you can tell them. <laughs> you can go to the website and you can go to I got out dot org slash story dash jam. There it is. There it is. Okay. Wait, so that hyphen is going to throw me off. You know? It's that stupid hyphen. Yes. Anyway, so you're the professional podcaster, so I can defer. But um, yeah, that's really the best way. There's information. You can contact us and let us know that you are interested in uh, joining us in a sponsorship. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd encourage you, you know, like you mentioned, if you're a therapist, if you're running, I mean, any kind of organization has any kind of connection. And honestly, I mean, any corporate sponsor, you have customers who this would relate to. Like it's just if you have any size company, you're coming across people you probably don't even know that would that would benefit from something like this. So um definitely check out igotout.org slash story hyphen jam. Do not forget the hyphen. It is story dash jam and uh and check that out. Um I'm I'm really excited for people to check out this event. I think it's gonna be extremely valuable. And uh, is this something that you're planning on doing in the future? Is this something you're planning on potentially even streaming in the future and and getting in front of more people? Uh, where do you see this going over the next couple of years? Because I, I think it's a cool concept that could, I mean, it could be like a kind of TED approach where it's in different states and different people facilitating uh, what's kind of the long-term plan. Yeah, look at you. See, that's stuff that we have been discussing so yes, it is um, a, an annual event, even though when that was voted to be so, and I was like the chairman of the, like I got, or the story jam board, I was like, let's do one first, <laughs> like, right? Like, like, let's get let, that done. Let me get through this one and we'll discuss maybe later, but yes. Whether I'm there or not, it will be um, an annual event and they would like to do it um, in diverse cities around the nation, which is great because it gives you know survivors a chance to get to uh, places closer to them. Um, we have dis discussed streaming as well uh, because it's, you know, we're brand new and we're just really yeah. trying to get I Got Out 
on its feet as a nonprofit organization. So all the proceeds from this evening will go back into establishing I Got Out as a nonprofit organization. The Improv Shop in St. Louis has actually donated their space. So shout out to wow, them. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I know. And they are cutting us a check at the end of the evening for the ticket sales. So they're only benefiting off of the liquor sales. So shout out to them. They're amazing. Um, and people are, you know, ready to partner with um, organizations yeah. like this. So it's just, it's really exciting. So yes, everything's in the works for an annual event. If we need to come to your area, then, you know, let us know. Maybe it's we'll Vegas. Get- it's it's <laughs> the most easy home run idea ever is to go do right? something in Vegas. So yeah, we got to get that happening that. next year, okay. you know, but okay. um I have some, a little bit of pull, pull a little bit. I'll vote yeah. for Vegas. Take for that to year. the board, Vegas. <laughs> That's the, the easiest. Board. It's the funniest thing about living in Vegas is that everybody's always coming through Vegas. The last thing they want to do is see you because they're going straight to the strip to go do So you're like, hey, you're coming to Vegas. I'm there for a weekend and I'm ducked down and I'm not going to see anybody. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Vegas is, is an, would be an awesome spot to do that. And um, I know, you know, I know of some other... Uh, people in Vegas that would probably be a great fits for this as well. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this goes. And, uh, if, if it goes bad, we don't ever have to talk about it. It's we'll get the one done. We're, we're good, but I, I have a feeling this will be very successful and I think it's going to be a a great thing for people moving forward. It'll Um, be great. It'll be great. You know, we have um, Hoyt Richards coming. Shout out to Hoyt for, um, he's going to be emceeing. He's the one who does, um, what the flock, the podcast, um, I've never heard of recovery. that. Have you not? I okay, write that, he, no, I need to write that down. Yeah, he was the um, first male supermodel in the seventies. So wow, yeah. he's got a that. just a really interesting cult story. So yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. That's super cool. <laughs> and the uh, John Snow will be there. So. The John Snow will be there. John, what are you? Um, what are you most excited about coming to this event? Um. Well, I'm first of all, I'm excited to meet everyone in person. I mean, other obviously than my sister, who I definitely know. Um, but but you're uh, still excited for that as well, of course. <laughs> obviously, um, I always. I mean, anytime I come home to St. Louis, I get to see my family. I get to see you know the high school friends that I I still have uh, contact with and that kind of thing. That's always it's always wonderful to come home. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody that's a part of the I Got Out organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and truthfully. Um, this is where the weird artistic instinct for me kicks in where I'm terrified and I'm excited by the terror of getting up on stage again and telling a story. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've done that. Um, you know, I did uh, two different iterations of a one man show about all of my stuff, yeah. the way I grew up, uh, the sexual abuse, all of that stuff. And so, um, I'm looking forward to telling uh, a short story again on stage yeah. in front of an audience. Um, it's it's been, uh, gosh, I don't know, five, six, seven years. So uh, it'll be good to feel that fear yeah. again and get up there and 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 push through all of that and find out what happens as as I go through <laughs> a five minute story. Sure, so. sure, yeah. Um, I I think that's probably my last real question as to the function of the event. But you've got so many different people sharing; they all have different probably tone and feel and vibes to the way they're going to present it, how much creative freedom does everybody have as far as sharing their story was it you know i'm assuming there's like time constraints but like are they really free within that bubble to really share however they see fit 
Yeah, we thought it was important to kind of stick with the tone of I Got Out and let people tell their story. So there was a lot of freedom, like, please come and share your experience. We do have a time limit. And we also very important. When yes. you get <laughs> you get survivors in a room, you got to have some time limits on stories, you know. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, we only have the venue for a certain amount of time, right. so. <laughs> um, but we also have uh, Roberta Blevins. I'm sure you're yeah. familiar with her. Yeah. So she is the gosh. I I probably stumbled over my own title, but whatever the title is for somebody who um, puts direction in a show like the Run Up Show, she has a team of people working with her to kind mm. of lay all that out. Um, she will right. not be present for the event, sadly, but she has been really involved in helping us with that. And as you know, with her experience, um, you know, she's, she's really great at that kind of thing. Um, so it's, yeah, it's going to be great. And, you know, hopefully we're not going to constrain anyone from telling yeah. what they want to say, but we will be like, you can only say it in this amount of time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That, that's the stuff I would be very curious about is like seeing how that flows. Like, cause I know there's some people that, I mean, I even go with myself, like there's things that are so funny to me that I like, have never even said on this show that are like, I think that would be hilarious and that would crush on stage somewhere. But then it's like, then you've got like the other approach to it, which is like the very sensitive, somber approach, which both I think are valid in different, in different formats. So I would be curious to see that that mix and that melting pot of people approaching it in different ways. That's going to be really interesting. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm feeling FOMO just talking about it right now. So I know people listening are as well. So again, I'm going to reiterate, go to, I slash story slash or goodness gracious. Let me rephrase that. I'm not a professional. Go, go to, um, I got slash story dash jam to get your tickets and check it out. And, uh, be sure to drop a comment on any other stuff. Let them know what you're interested in. Help them as they kind of plan future events. And be sure, of course, to comment that you would love to come to Vegas for one of these events in the future, because I think that would be the key to this being like the big biggest success ever. But um, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on. I wanted to make sure to extend this platform to share about it. This is my consider this my sponsorship of the event um and uh really hope people go check this out i you know i love you guys i love what you do i hate that we uh do not connect more often uh but i'm happy to support anything you're involved with uh if shelly or john are part of it uh, it's got my backing 100% so um yeah thank you so much is there anything you want to add to that is there any uh anything else aside from go buy tickets or go sponsor any other calls to action you want to throw in at the end I mean, not really. Thank you so much. I just want to thank you. And uh, you've been such a great support uh, throughout all of this. And be careful what you ask for, though, because the only way I got involved in any of this stuff is because I was like, well, St. Louis is pretty giving and we could probably find a space. <laughs> yeah. Be like, yeah, go do that. Yeah. Vegas is <laughs> great, Eric. Uh, go get us a venue and we're uh, we're good to go. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but and- no. Sorry, go ahead. No, I I just wanted to say, yeah, thanks, Eric, for having us on and doing this. But also, uh, I just want to give a shout out to I Got Out being this really incredible organization that was founded and is being run primarily by women. And I find that completely unsurprising, considering the patriarchal nature of most every cult there is and has been. Um, and I, I think that's really powerful and I think that needs to be acknowledged because, um, the women that have come out to, to really 
to bring this together uh, need to be applauded and uh, deserve all the glory and the attention because uh, I think that takes an incredible amount of courage, especially coming out of those patriarchal institutions. I think that's huge. It's probably why they're succeeding so quickly <laughs> is uh, they're well, they're much more well run than many cults. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure people listening have seen that I got out hashtag blowing up. And I remember when it launched, I was like, holy smokes, like this, this is everywhere. And I'm seeing people that I'm following getting on board with this and I'm excited to see where it goes and uh, how it grows in the future. And um, yeah, for anybody listening, I mean, even if you're not able to make it to the event, I know, you know, this is a niche location. So, you know, if you're in 49 other states listening to this, you may not be able to make it, um, but just connect with I Got Out. I mean, go on social media, connect, see where stuff is in the future. Again, if you don't say something, it's probably not going to happen. So feel free to support remotely, give ideas, contribute. And um, I'm happy to see where things go in the future. And I love that. I love the hashtag specifically because it Yes, it's connected to a nonprofit. Yes, it's connected to something that's going to grow into something larger and larger. But I love that separated from the movement itself, there's this hashtag, much like Me Too, or much like some of these other hashtags that have risen up that people can connect over and without having to sign some document saying, I'm part of this group, like we're all part of this community. And I think that's a really, really powerful thing. So thank you both for for coming on and chatting. Uh, I'll hit the the stop button and we can just talk off mic for a second. Uh, but I really appreciate coming on and I'm looking forward to seeing this event come together. Thanks so much, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. 